Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Game 5 tonight in Memphis. Are the Lakers going to close it out? We'll tell you. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, uh, hang out with a nearly 16,000 strong community of Lakers fans, subscribers to the channel. Um, Commenting the comments section during the playoffs especially has exploded. So um, great way to interact with us. Great way to interact with other Lakers fans. Uh, so we would encourage you to uh, hang out there and 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 do that. So I uh, also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, so we're going to talk, hopefully, a little bit about Anthony Davis. We'll get into uh, Austin Reeves because a lot of people think uh, think we we did not give him enough shine, Andy, after the game four win on Monday. So you know, we'll we'll give him some <laughs> um, before we're done here. Um, and there's lots to talk about about Anthony Davis. I'd like to get into some some issues I have with the way that people talk about the Lakers. But first, Andy, it's game five. The Lakers can close this thing out in Memphis, uh, a place that has been very challenging for visiting teams to win, but a place where the Lakers have already won once in this series. So they know it can be done. Yeah, uh, before we even get into that, I uh, forgot to mention this yesterday that I thought was kind of cool uh, in terms of little Lakers trivia. Game four was the Lakers' first overtime win in the playoffs since 2009. Finals, also game four, nice coincidence, versus Orlando. Derek Fisher with those backbreaker threes. Remember that he's backpedaling, yep. he's got the arm up, and Jameer Nelson for reasons nobody will ever understand, decided to play way off noted big shot hitter Derek Fisher. <laughs> in the, like, it was Jimmy an oddish choice in my mind, yes. He was a smart, good player, but the, that was... Point. Nope. Um, but anyway, uh, I just thought that was a cool piece of trivia that fans would appreciate. As far as the opportunity to close out, yeah, this would be massive. A, you get the series in hand, but B... You get this time off that the Lakers could always use. We are starting to get into a stretch where the longer this series goes, the more the team's going to be playing every other day. Everybody is probable for tonight's game, according to the Lakers, but we saw AD take a couple nasty spills. Um, LeBron, he looked incredible during game four, but I can promise you the dude is feeling it and would love a couple days to recharge. Um, you want them to finish this thing tonight and you want Sacramento and Golden State to just keep swapping wins and losses until game seven. I I mean, look, I think Memphis, it's pretty clear. The, the big question I, is, I think, sort of fallout from game four. Like, I, I feel like the Lakers... Realistically, you know, LeBron, AD, 
um, especially LeBron, who you know was Strugglesville, I think, for a lot of that game in terms of creating space, using athleticism. You know, he had to dig deep for those uh, sort of decisive drives uh, at the end of regulation and then in overtime. Moving to his left, Andy, which he cannot do. LeBron James, as we all know, cannot go left, as Dylan Brooks once told us. But uh, I guess he just got lucky in that in that instance. Well, um, you know, the old expression, the old are the luckiest people in our population. That's right. <laughs> it's an old expression. <laughs> yes. Um, as old as the people that we're celebrating with that expression. They probably invented it. Time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. you know, LeBron, I think, could be a little heavy-legged um, on, uh, you know, tonight. And Anthony Davis, while listed as probable, is, you know, took a beating in that game, fell really hard. Um, he might have, you know, a few, a few issues in that regard. So I, I do, I do wonder if the sort of energy, you know, advantage for, you know, the physical advantage belongs to Memphis in this game. And then you combine that with, um, the natural inclination to fight, to preserve your season, the first 15 minutes, you know, you know, of game time. Are going to be really difficult for the Lakers. I think you know Memphis is going to try to get out ahead and give themselves for the first time in this series, um, kind of a laugher from from end to end. Well, I mean, I I agree with you. That is what they're going to be looking to do. I also think it's worth noting that after this game four loss, John Morant and Dylan Brooks didn't talk to the media second time for Dylan Brooks, which could be telling in terms of their you know the team's collective. Headspace, um, I agree with you. If the Lakers can get out to a lead, it's huge. I, You don't want to give Memphis early life. like, And if you step on their necks early, it's not a given that they will overheat emotionally, get out of hand, but it is definitely not a non-zero chance uh, scenario. It's also worth noting, too, like in terms of Memphis – collectively trying to get their bleep together to try to win three straight. Um, and, and we've seen them get emotional over the season, over the series. They are really lacking veteran on-court leadership. Like Steven Adams is the only real playoff, you know, been through the wars guy they have, and he's not playing. You can only provide so much leadership in street clothes. Um, Danny Green got traded. Um, he is a respected role player. Even if he had been a bit player, he could be helpful in that regard. From there, I looked this up. The most seasoned player on the Grizzlies, whether you're talking about just overall league experience or playoff experience, Tyus Jones, seven seasons in the league, 24 playoff games, counting uh, game four, never been out of the second round. From there, Luke Kennard, five years in the league, 23 playoff games, including game four, one trip to the Western Conference Finals. And then from there, Brian, your most seasoned NBA vet on the Grizzlies and on top of it, the oldest player in the rotation for the Grizzlies, period, Dylan Brooks. You can't make this up. I'm reminded of the the number that we we mentioned that our friend Dave Ramazano at, at Spectrum Sportsnet looked up for us um, when I was doing TV last week where if you take all of the players in this series and add up their playoff minutes, um, LeBron James has more than every other player on both teams combined by about 1,500. If you 
take out Tristan Thompson, who is not going to appear in a game, um, then you know now it's it's like thirty five hundred or some incredible number like that or 4,000 more that that LeBron has and everybody else in this series combined. And Anthony Davis is number two. So, you know, that I, I think... Frankly, Dennis Schroeder might be three. Yeah, you're right. If it's um, you know, Actually, if it's no, Schroeder's probably... I was Schroeder's probably ahead of, of of AD, maybe. I'm not sure. But like, well, no, but if it's not... All I'm saying is if it's not... If it's uh, not AD, Adams, it's yeah. Schroeder. Um, and so... I, I just I think one of you know if the Lakers can withstand that first you know you know hyper hyper intense amount of energy that that is going to be be put out by Memphis in this game, then you know they've got themselves an opportunity to just sort of grind out another win like they have, and you know that's obviously really great. Um, I agree with you though if they if they can manage to shut the crowd up real quick, get out to a 13 to two run, you know, if, you know, something like that, Memphis will maybe have one big push, but I could see that thing going downhill really quick. The part that I, I don't really want to invest too much time in thinking about is what happens if Memphis gets out to a really big lead. Um, if you, if you see something like game two, um, where the Lakers just aren't playing well or playing really sloppy, whether or not the Lakers would really try to bust all the way through to the end of the game and expend a ton of energy or if they would maybe throw up a white flag a little bit early to try to get LeBron and AD and all those guys as much energy as possible to make sure you close it out in LA in game six um I think that's a that's a a live potential scenario but um either way it would be nice to get out of this series tomorrow, you know, tonight. Yeah, I, I, we don't have to go deep into it. I think things would have to be exceptionally out of hand for the Lakers to go that route. I well, think. especially since Memphis has has shown um, the the ability to stop scoring for long stretches of time against the Lakers' defense. They are catchable if, you, if also, you fall there's, behind. There's no guarantee you win that game six. You don't know. No, there's not. Not at all. So, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I just, think. It, it all depends on like if LeBron looks like he's dragging, if AD look, if guys really look tired, and you can you can you can do that cost benefit. But you're right, the fact that Memphis can be caught because their offense has been shown to be so suspect, and the Lakers have defended so well, it leaves the door open for a comeback. I mean, game, they almost won Game Two despite Wave's arms around. Like they were yeah. terrible, and they still could have won that game. I think things would have to be. Again, exceptionally out of hand for the Lakers to go that route. But we'll see. All right. Let's talk Anthony Davis. Let's talk Austin Reeves. And let's talk about all of those things next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, the coolest game I've played in a while. I've always thought that I could be a great NBA GM. I talk a lot on this podcast like I could do it. But you know what? It's not all that easy, it turns out. My apologies, Rob Palenka and Mitch Kupchak, although – to be fair, I still would not have traded for Russell Westbrook. I would not have signed Luol Deng. But anyway, let's not live in the past. If you've ever fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, the challenging personalities on the roster or on the coaching staff, trading or training players, making draft picks, taking your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. Plus, you can talk bleep 
to all your friends playing the game with you, just like all the locked on hosts do with our various teams. And Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free. It's playable offline. You can play it on the go whenever you want, however you want. And Locked On Lakers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. And to download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com and scan the code or look it up on the app store. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Ibotta. You know, Andy, we're always buying stuff. It's groceries, it's school shopping, it's clothes, you know, something for the house. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But each time you buy something, like I know I'm tired of not getting a little something back, a little something from me. Uh, and that's where Ibotta comes in. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. I got Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. You can link your loyalty account and upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It is that easy. Andy, the average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That can cover the cost of an entire trip to the grocery, a trip to the mall, whatever it is. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing or uh, you know, that game you've been really dying to go to, the fancy dinner or the restaurant you've been wanting to take your wife or your girlfriend to, whatever it might be, get real cash back, not points, not points that you don't ever use or, or things like that. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it, just for trying it. Using the code LOCKED when you register, go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Um, I Anthony Davis played one of the most interesting games that I've seen from him in the sense that he was really not great um, in that um, offense throughout the game offense, right? Offensively, but just making sure we're specifying. Sure. Defensively, he was very right. And that's where I was going. You, you got, you know, a couple big buckets and a couple big moments from him where he did produce something that you needed. Um, but overall, offensively, he was a non-entity. On the other side of the ball, he was a defensive player of the year kind of guy. Like he was all over the place. He was incredibly disruptive for um, you know, for the Lakers and in terms of 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 making it very difficult for Memphis to do what they wanted to do. I the part that I think is so interesting about this is, you know, we've seen stretches where AD goes kind of nuclear offensively and what that does for the Lakers. And obviously it's pretty helpful. And we've seen these games where he kind of seems, feels like a non-factor almost on both sides of the ball, kind of floating through games and not feeling impactful in ways that we talk about this throughout the season. This was something different. This was fully invested Anthony Davis, super impactful on the game on one end. Um, and an end that matters, by the way, but less so on the other. And the part that I, I'm curious about is how much you think the Lakers can, I don't know if get away with the right word is the right word. How, how, how many of these types of performances where he's giving you sort of half of what you would need from Anthony Davis can they absorb going forward in the playoffs? Because 
at least in this series, it's been hard for him to get going. Yeah, I mean, in this series, I think they can likely get away with it more easily just because they have three opportunities to win one game right. and then it's over. And, you know, they've, they've demonstrated three out of four times. You know, I mean, AD has had a big offensive game in this series, but for the most part, he has not gone crazy and they've demonstrated that they can win. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking big picture in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with it on a regular basis. This team has been most consistently its most dominant and impressive when Anthony Davis is the best player on both ends of the floor. I think some of this is specific to Memphis. They are a really difficult team to score against, period. I mean, they're, they're a very good defensive yes, team, and they're a very, very good interior defensive team, and that is anchored by the reigning now defensive player of the year, who is a great shot blocker, very just disruptive in general. Um, I so I think it's I think it's a tough matchup for AD to try to dominate that way. Period. Um, as far as trying to offset it as much as possible, a it would help a lot if other guys would just make more shots. Period. Either to open up the floor more for AD or just to make it matter less. Well, it's it, it's worth noting that like you know one of his big offense moments often in terms of offensive rebounds in in the game in the fourth quarter came a after uh, Russell hit those three um, three pointers. You know when when D'Lo was doing his uh, heat check putback, you know offensive rebound stuff. You know it it got enough attention that it was sort of pulling guys out and gave a little more space to AD down low. Yeah, and. You know, I I would like to see them get AD into more positions where he can just catch and go, make quick decisions, no matter what the decisions are. Like the more AD has to dribble and kind of contemplate, like the worse he tends to be, the worse the worse by extension the Lakers offense tends to be. Like they yeah. and and this is the Lakers offense in general. Like they need to do a lot of stuff, I think, more quickly and with more purpose. Like the Grizzlies are really physical and really sticky-handed. So it's like the more you allow them to set, the more chances you give them to strip the ball, the more likely they are to get you in trouble. And then, you know, if AD is in one of those positions to catch and go, he's got to catch and go. You know, yeah. some of that is on AD. But I, I also think this is a legitimately difficult matchup for AD, even if you can also say AD legitimately, they need more from him. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because I was looking at it and my my thought too was like, you know, I this is probably the most physical series the Lakers could see in the, in the in the playoffs just because Memphis is as physical a team as, as the Western Conference has to offer. Um, you know, Denver. I'm not. None of these. I mean, it's the playoffs. None of these teams are like, you know, soft and this and that, and whatever. But like, they just operate differently than Memphis does, and um, you know, so I, I think from a physical abuse standpoint team wide it would be different in the next round regardless of who wins assuming the lakers get there even if, if it's golden state or it's sacramento i do think it's interesting you know the lakers played very well against it's golden, golden state Lakers. you better cover your nuts again yeah that's right it's a lot of groin attacks <laughs> in there the, really the are this year it's kind of an epidemic mm-hmm uh, <laughs> it really it, it's we, we we may need to uh 
have the White House get on it or something. Like there's a national epidemic. They may have to declare an emergency. It's not a sport that normally, you know, you you wear a protective cup. Well, although it is funny, it's both an epidemic and it's also basically Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, (laughs) like at the same time. Like it's 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 a little bit both Joel Embiid, if he gets back on the floor, he's a kicker. He's it's really those three guys. Yeah. Good point. Um, but as well as the Lakers played against Golden State, Anthony Davis, the Lakers are in more of the they, their draw was more of the nut hitting draw, <laughs> like their their particular part of the bracket and the conference. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, I didn't realize they had divided it that way, but here we are. Well, um, you know what though, the other side of the draw does have Chris Paul, so let's let's yeah, not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in four games against Golden State. Anthony Davis has shot 45% from the floor, not from, mm-hmm. you know, three point range or something like that. Um, and He's that never going average... to shoot from three point range, 45%. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> and he only has averaged 23 points a game. Um, he only played Sacramento once um, and, you know, went for 24 points and 40, you know, on 47% shooting. So, you know, the sample size isn't quite as big there. He did get the line 11 times in that game. Um, so I, you know, Sacramento is not thought of as a good defensive team. Golden State, at least at home, is. Um, they've been much better defensively than than Sacramento has been. So it's, I, it's hard. To, I think it is hard to anticipate. Like, oh, after they get out of this series, they'll they'll shake. He'll shake loose. And I I, I think you can draw a line from how effective Anthony Davis is offensively to how likely it is that LeBron James can sustain elite level play all the way to the conference finals, all the way to a potential finals. I, I think those two things are related. Look, it's, a, days... it's a problem for tomorrow, but it's, it's still an interesting one to think well, about. First, let's, let's actually get to the point where the Lakers close out a series and then you can truly have a reason to start looking mm-hmm. ahead to the next one. But I mean, I'm be honest, the days of LeBron James being able to carry a team for four rounds, those are over. Um, they're, I mean, it's not ideal, but I also think it's just over, period. Um, and that's not a slight at LeBron. He's 38 years old. He shouldn't be performing at the level that he does anyway. Like, this level is seriously like a sports miracle. But the plan when they brought in AD was not for him to be Robin to LeBron's Batman when LeBron was 38 years old. Like this only works if Anthony Davis can on balance dominate more than he doesn't. Otherwise Um, it doesn't work. Yeah, you're right. And so let's, let's, you know, let's talk about uh, a little bit about Austin Reeves. And then I, I want to, I want to see if you're seeing something in the same way that I am in terms of, of the way that, Maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are talking about the Lakers and how they play uh, um, in this series and beyond. So we'll do that next. So um, my kids and I, they're big soccer fans. Um, and, you know, I, I actually think soccer, if you've never gone in L.A., where the Galaxy, definitely LAFC, super fun. Um, great way to to, uh, to spend time with your kids. And it's not one of these eternally long sporting events uh, where they get really bored. So um, 
we're always looking to try to get tickets, um, whether last minute, hunting down the best price, uh, all these things. And it can be really stressful because like you want to be able to get to the game, but you kind of don't want to spend too much and you don't want to you, you want to know when you log on somewhere and you want to buy tickets that you're going to get a really good experience. And you can do that at game time. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, all that stuff. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. So you can forget planning months in advance because Game Time has deals right up to the day of the event. And like, it's cool because I've actually used this feature. The, the deals aren't just for like 10 minutes before the game. They've also got deals for things that are happening weeks from now and you can kind of do this at the pace that you want to do these exclusive flash deals they apply to all the sports that you're all the events that you're interested in and all that so you download the game time app you create an account and use the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again you create an account redeem the code locked on nba for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price great experience guaranteed Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Nissan and Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria and the award goes to LeBron James in the game four victory over the Grizzlies at age 38 LeBron had 22 points 20 rebounds seven assists two blocks two charges taken on jaw against just one turnover just one turnover handling the ball that much. He is the oldest player in NBA history to record a 2020 game. The man is basically... Also the oldest to win the electric player of the week from Nissan Aria. I, probably, yeah. I, I guess <laughs> so. The man, LeBron James, he is basically a Nissan Aria playing basketball. He's smooth and elegant as a passer. He's got more strength than centers around the league. And a breakaway LeBron dunk remains electric. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pinuter seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Um, Andy, a few people were upset that we didn't spend enough time talking about Austin Reeves after the game on, um, on Monday. Uh, and... That's true. We mentioned that he played well and he was really important, but we spent more time on LeBron and Anthony Davis. We're uh, talking more about the game, game, sort of yeah. big picture and, and themes, but yeah, Austin Reeves had a hell of a game. And um, it is very well. Is it is indicative of kind of where he now sits with this Lakers team again. We he's going to make all the money. Like he's the, the hard part for Austin Reeves this summer is going to be getting somebody to give him a contract knowing that the Lakers are probably going to match it. Unless you just go, I think a team can go up, you know, to 99 million or something like that for four years. I'm not a hundred percent sure that even at four and 99, the Lakers wouldn't match that. Um, I, I really, I'm not being silly. I, I really think they would consider that and probably would need to. Um, now, if they did that, then D'Angelo Russell might not come back too, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Point being, he has played so well that he has graduated out of his the, what the Lakers can offer him, that $50 million or whatever it is, but, and, and so well that you know teams know the Lakers have to keep him. We talked about Anthony Davis 
and what he needs to provide, like this steadiness from Austin Reeves, who was the team's leading scorer in game four, like this has become something that they can't live without. When Austin Reeves doesn't play well, you notice <laughs> things go poorly. Yeah. I mean, he had so-so games uh, in games two and three. I don't think he was bad in either one of them, but he was not particularly great either. And, you know, on top of the I'm him after game one, I, I saw a little bit of snark, whether in the comments section or on Twitter, on our timeline at Cam Brothers, you know, saying Austin Reeves pumped the brakes or, you know, hype, whatever. This was a game that, as you said, it was a reminder of how important he is to the team's success. I also thought he did a really good job in this game keeping his head when it took a while for him to start getting calls on the drives. He, he mm -hmm. only took two free throws in the first half. Um, second half and overtime, he got to the line more. But we've seen at times Reeves get thrown when he doesn't get the calls, not even because he's complaining, but I think sometimes he doesn't quite know what to do when it isn't happening. Yeah, he, it's like he, when it's like when he's he, he, we talked about this I think going into the series like when guys go in with the express purpose of drawing contact versus trying to score and maybe pick up the contact along the way. Like sometimes, you know, he gets stuck in that contact drawing thing more than the scoring part. Right. And and this was a game where the refs were letting players just openly beat the crap out of each other yeah. without without calling much and again doing this on both sides but i i think reeves did a nice job adjusting to that and that led in part to him having a really good game and just his ability to not really do a little bit of everything but like a lot of everything it's so critical in this series it makes him playable with any floor combination or any scenario, like if you're down five in crunch time trying to score, Reeves makes sense. If you're up five in crunch time trying to defend a league, he, a lead, he makes sense. If you're trying to generate offense in ways that don't revolve around entirely LeBron and Anthony Davis, Reeves makes sense. Like there, there's just – he went from being this guy that was an obvious connector mm -hmm. to a guy that is – capable of carrying stretches of offense while connecting everything else. I mean, it's just, he got a few, I don't even know if we mentioned this. He got a few votes for most improved player. Um, and I think if he had, I think if the last couple months that he really had this opportunity when he'd been the starting lineup had been there all season, he might've finished top five. Maybe, yeah, particularly if the Lakers had had a little bit more success. Like, you know, yeah. the, the, the record drags you down. But the other thing, I mean, the other thing that's, I think, really important to, to make note of is defensively, he has been critical for the way that the Lakers have, generally speaking, you know, Jaws had moments where he's gone off. Desmond Bain had, you know, was, was finally kind of broke through in game four. But the Lakers have not had any kind of, of of game to this point where all of Memphis's dudes are rolling at the same time. They've managed to limit, you know, let one guy go and limit everybody else. And, and fundamental to that, fundamental to making Bane's life difficult, fundamental to making uh, uh, Jaws' life, uh, you know, challenging, and all these other guys that, that Memphis can put out is, is Reeves. He has the second best defensive rating among anybody who's, you know, played 
you know, meaningful minutes in, in this series. And, you know, right, right with Schroeder. Um, you know, his defensive rating in this series with, at 36 minutes a game is better than Anthony Davis's. And we, we've done nothing but gush about what AD has done, rightly so, on that side of the ball. So, you know, it's, it's not just the ability to play with a bunch of lineups offensively. It's that he fits defensively as well. And, you know, that closing lineup that they had on Monday with, you know, the, the two stars and, and um, Schroeder, uh, Reeves, and, and Rui was just dominant. And you, you don't have to mix and match in ways with Reeves on either side of the ball. And that, whether you, you know, at, at the very least, you may not lo- like where Darvin Ham lands with some of his choices, but they get made significantly easier when you don't have to kind of swap out multiple players at a time. Like if you want to get Rui on the floor, you can leave Reeves there. It's not like you have to take Reeves off because you can't do X, Y, and Z that you need. So he's just, he's an incredible luxury in his ability on both ends to kind of blend with whoever you put him with. Yeah. I mean, again, it, he's he's a really important part of what makes this team work when it's at its best or just when it needs to be at its best for, say, a five-minute stretch, yeah. a three-minute stretch. He's incredibly important. And we talked about Austin Reeves now. So everybody oh, yeah. can get off, you know, proverbial asses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, we weren't yeah, sliding him. We just, right. again, we were talking about other stuff. Half hour show, folks. We, right. we can't cover everything in every show. Right. But, but he is worth praising because he did. There was there. no Austin Reeves erasure in, no. in, in this or on this podcast. Um, that was him before the series. That's him now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, locked on this summer. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, to uh, watch the show, to and, uh, hang out. With you know almost sixteen thousand subscribers who are, are following along from all over the planet, Andy, we just I got some comments from New Zealand that I was uh, responding to earlier today, so that was exciting. Um, Shout and, out to the Philippines, we're big there. We are the Lakers are huge, I and mean, like for people who don't know, the Philippines is a massive basketball nation. They love hoops in the Philippines, so and they love the Lakers, and, and they really love Kobe. Yeah, I was going to um, say, and dare I say, all of that together makes you and I gods mm-hmm. in the Philippines. We would not pay for a drink in the nope. Philippines. That is for nope. sure. Just Unfortunately, we do have to pay for a flight. <laughs> so that's why I've never been. Um, let's see what happens in game five. It would be an enormous luxury for the Lakers to be able to get out of this series uh, without having to play another game um, while hopefully then Sacramento and Golden State Duke it out for seven games, and the seventh game goes into septuple overtime. That would be what we'd be rooting for, in part because that's great basketball. Um, so we'll see what happens in game five on Wednesday tonight. And uh, we'll obviously be back after the game to wrap it all up. And we'll see everybody on Thursday.